The Room Where It Happened is an actual play podcast built on communal world building and having fun with friends. Currently, we're exploring a world called The Bleed, a sci-fi setting pulling elements from westerns and setting a space version of our home of Appalachia. It's a place still recovering from conflict, where resources and labor are less exports and more things to be taken for the more prosperous parts of the galaxy, with little thought given to those it is taken from. The Bleed is a place where people find strength in each other and do what is needed to make ends meet, whether or not the means are strictly legal. It's a place where the objects of work and war are beginning to wake up and decide to take their destiny into their own metaphorical hands. So join us as we follow a found family, as they search for that next job and maybe something a little deeper too. You can find new episodes every Monday on Spotify or your podcatcher of choice. Just search for The Room Where It Happened and check us out on Twitter at RoomWherePod. Hey, Variables, Dennis at the top of this episode with a couple announcements. Wanted to first off thank you all for listening. If you enjoy what you're hearing, please follow us on Twitter at CTRLPod. That's CTRL just like the key on your keyboard. Also, if you want to support us a little bit more, head on to Patreon, patreon.com slash control group. There you can find support tiers as low as a dollar. We'll be using that money for upkeep of the website and general advertising purposes. Speaking of advertisement, are you thirsty? You need a cup of joe to get up in the morning? Most people do. Uh, Now's a terrible hellscape of always. Check out Grinding Coffee Co. It's grindingcoffeeco.com. Hey, if you get a bag of coffee, why don't you try putting the name of this podcast, that'd be C-T-R-L-G-R-O-U-P, into the little promo code. You might get a little percentage off, and we might get a little percentage of that. Doubling back to Patreon, if you're listening to this episode now, you're a super huge variable, and I want to thank you for that. It means you either listen to this episode fresh, or you've unlocked it through our Patreon exclusives. Yes, this series went on Patreon about two weeks after the review went up. So, let's get you to the action. When you last left off on Ronald Reagan and the real October surprise, the New York Minute had basically gotten their editor-in-chief, Leslie Bogdanovich, savagely murdered by the President's men. The President's men then kidnapped the New York Minute and then took them to an underground lair somewhere in the desert. I don't know, could have dealt with those coordinates we got earlier in the series, who knows? In this underground facility, the New York Minute came to learn that there have been multiple clones of Ronald Wilson Reagan. The team split up for multiple plans of either brainwashing a new Ronald Reagan or finding out deeper secrets about the facility. We return right to the action. Okay, so we'll follow Kent with the Gipper as uh, the Gipper uh, heads to the to the door and he waves a hand to the President's men and the President's men uh, touches one of the, the, the we'll say it's uh, Mr. Alabaster, Mr. Alabaster, puts a finger to his ear and whispers something, and the door to the, the cafeteria opens, and you follow the Gipper as he goes uh, through, you cross down the, like the, the one of the hallways of the laboratory, paraphernalia and such, and then you open into uh, the other side of the lobby that you guys b- began in, and you cross up a staircase, and you notice now that the, uh, that the entire, like, lobby is just a concentric ring of, like, apartment buildings, essentially, you know? Uh, just, like, mm-hmm. different different doors, uh, all spaced out from each other. And the, the Gipper goes to his door, and it's like, wait here a moment, we're not supposed to have people in our rooms. Uh, and he opens up the door, and you can see through the doorway that uh, it's much, like, the same design as your guys' holding cells, but it's a little bit more eloquent. And you see that there's just dozens of pictures of Ronald Reagan just all around the room, and also some some uh, antique art paintings of, from American antiqu- antiquity. You ch- try to investigate any further, or just, you're going to wait? I'm just going to wait. I'm going to take that. That's fine. Enough. That's fine. See, pretty immediately, he pops back out of the room, and he's carrying a large black golf cl- club case. <laughs> and he hands it to you. He's like, we're going, we're going out today. <laughs> oh, that sounds, uh, that sounds fine. Sounds perfectly fine. What was your name? I'm Ronald Reagan. Did I not say that? No, I, I figured, Gipper. My name's Kent Clark, 
and I think I'm going to be a really good buddy for you. Well, do you know anything about catting? Yeah, I know a thing or two about catting. Oh, that's exciting. Because nobody down here really knows any, knows a lick about catting. They just carry the bag. Yeah. But there's an art to it, I can tell. You you know a lot, don't you, Gipper? Yeah, it seems like more every day. <laughs> <laughs> you cross to, down back down the staircase, to the elevator that Mr. Crimson came out of earlier. Uh, you guys walk into the elevator, and, and as you walk into the elevator, you notice... Uh, give, me, give me an analysis roll, I guess. <laughs> I got a nine. Oh, that's good. So you notice that uh, there's like zero buttons in this elevator. There's like no controls of any kind. But you do notice that there is like a box with like a small, like more like modern, in terms of us, our modern uh, uh, monitor in the corner of the room. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of like a wider elevator, but it, it's like lit with like a recessed like dull light it's very like sort of futuristic to your 80s sensibility and as you enter the elevator you hear uh ronald reagan go the old gipper and then the elevator shoots up up and up and up and up and up and up and up it's pretty fast he he's not moving at all but it's a little bit fast for you uh and then the elevator door opens and you look out and you see a sprawling golf course sort of like your picturesque you know ideal golf course of course this one is encased and what appears to be like a glass dome. Uh, but there's it's like artificial sunlight being like pumped in. Yeah. And you head out onto the field with, with Ronald Reagan. All right, like get me set up now. I'm I'm yeah. getting I'm getting old, so I can't I can't set up my ball by myself. <laughs> yeah, of course. As he's gonna he's gonna plant a, the tee and put the ball in it. Hey, uh, Gipper, can I ask you a few questions? Of course. I think we're gonna be fast friends. Yeah, me too. Me too. Has there ever been, like, uh, another Gipper in this facility, like, before you? Are you talking about my brothers? Um, not not your younger brothers. Have you have you ever had an older brother? Uh, yeah, I think I've had an older brother. It's getting hard to, to tell at this point, but yes, yeah, so there, there's been others. I'm not sure where they went, to be honest with you. Time flies in a uh, place like this. Interesting, interesting. All right, all right. That's good to know. Yeah. Does um. <laughs> no, no, I'm not gonna ask that question. <laughs> but I, I did want to tie up the loop of the coordinates we got from WedTech. But Kent can put it together that it's probably here. But the Gipper's not gonna know that answer. Yeah, probably not. All right. So he's like, okay, now shush now. And he, uh, he, he takes the driver. And he, he uh, whacks his golf ball, and it goes an impressive distance. Oh, where did? I didn't see where that went. Can you tell me where that went, young man? Uh, uh can't? Yeah, yeah, I got my eye on it. Uh, give me, give me an analysis roll. <laughs> ah, shit, I got a six. <laughs> Does it work? Okay. <laughs> so you have no idea where that, where the ball went. <laughs> you see that, you know, the golf course is, is pretty expansive. It's definitely not like an 18-hole type situation. It's probably, it's like a half course. Yeah. But as you're looking around, uh, you notice... That there are like some like security cameras, you know, attached to the, the glass ceiling. You can see like the shadows of them from the artificial sun. The Gibber's just looking at you. <laughs> Where'd it go? <laughs> uh, just uh, follow me this way, Gibber. <laughs> All right, so you so lead him down the course. You lead him down the course, and then you you pass by a, uh, an artificial pond, in which there's clearly just like a plastic rubber ducky <laughs> floating in the water. <laughs> With some other smaller rubber duckies, and then you see like a, a big sand trap that uh, encases a hill. Give me the analysis roll for this golf ball, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. God, it's even worse. I got a three. <laughs> Ronald Reagan sort of looks at you like impatiently, and he taps his golf <laughs> golf club on his on his on his, on the side of his leg. Oh, uh, sorry. I could have sworn it was right here. I was just, oh god, I was just too tied up in the thought. You know how, like, how terrible it would be if there was, oh, I don't know, let's just say, like, an epidemic of, like, an autoimmune disease by a specific group of people, and, like, how terrible it would be if someone were to demonize that and use that to stigmatize that certain group of people. I just, like, I know we're really good friends, so I know I wouldn't do that, so I hope you wouldn't do that either, Gipper. That was, uh, bewildering. Did I hear that pin drop in the between the, res- the the begging and the not the begging but the request and the response? 
<laughs> I thought it was poetic, okay? For a second there, I thought it was poetic. Anyways, continue. Okay, so, so you can just sort of lead Ronald Reagan over to the, uh, to like the sand trap area. Yeah, yeah. Um, now give me one last analysis for all here, Dennis. Make it good. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. <laughs> That's a 12. Nice! <laughs> Two six on the die. So as you uh, step onto the sand trap, on this, it's it, but it's like a raised sand trap. It's not, it's not like a hole. You immediately, with your training, your military training, sense that the sand doesn't feel right. It's a little bit too rigid. It's not. It doesn't feel like loose earth. It feels like it's covering something. And as you uh, look down at your feet, you sort of brush away the sand and realize that you're standing on something metal, like a metal casing. And you glance upwards and notice that the area where the artificial sun is shining from is really like a concentric ring that also has sort of a latch opening uh, in the center of it. And then you see on the other side of the sand trap, the Gipper's Ball. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, ah, Here it is, Gipper. Oh, I knew I could count on you. Okay, then we'll we'll cut back to uh, (laughs) to, uh, Mess Hall with the other guys. Uh, As lunch is winding down, you see the Reagan sort of pass their plates to the end of the table, all respectfully, uh, and the president's men come by and grab the plates and take them back to the lunch area. The president's men, uh, the ones that were assigned to you, all surround your table. And they, all, they all sort of stand there expectantly. Can we, Mr. Oh, sorry. Go for it. Can we spot? Can we spot the motherfucker that we were talking to earlier? Yeah, little Ronnie. Yeah, uh, we, he was. He's at the end of the table still. You, as the president's men surround your table. The other Reagans all stand up in unison at their tables and sort of wait. And the president's men surround your table, and then you see Mr. Umber, who is still there. He uh, he announces to the room, he's like, All right, Ron, I think you're line leader this week. <laughs> and then one of the Ron steps forward, he's like, Not you, Ron. <laughs> I meant Ron. <laughs> this goes on for a second. What were you saying, sir? <laughs> As everybody gets up to leave, I would like to use my diversion move. Oh shit, okay. To distract the president's men. Okay. Plus Uh, influence if you get good attention or bad attention. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Eleven. Damn, okay. So I guess in this scenario, it's a... Yeah, so I guess that would be good attention (laughs) is what you want, right? Yep. Well, I guess you want bad attention. It it works. What's your plan here, Lana? (laughs) My my plan was, as everybody leaves, Lana stands up to go, and she's going to make a big show of tripping over what is actually nothing, but could be somewhere, and just, like, have, and just, like, kind of, like, wait, wait for their old-fashioned... Ashen attitudes to kick in and wait for somebody to gallantly help her. I fucking love it. All right. <laughs> and she's just gonna buy it. Uh, and as soon as that happens, as soon as they help her up, oh, thank you all so much. Now, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll see that Lana. We'll see that Lana falls onto the ground, and and all the all the Reagans surround her and are like, "Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness!" They all they all swarm her, swarm you. Okay, continue. Sorry. <laughs> All right, that was meant to distract the president's men, but they can at least escape with the one that they gave ten dollars to. No, the president's men are—they're they're distracted as well because the horde of Reagans <laughs> pouring around you, uh, sort of obscuring their vision. And the president's men—the the, the Reagans—are rushing to the president's men for assistance. As like like scattered children, they're like, like, "Help me, please, teacher, teacher! Somebody fell!" You know that sort of mentality. Teacher, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like, "Oh my goodness! Oh no! This is this." Kid, She's hurt. This is bad. <laughs> All right. Uh, I want to go and grab little Ronnie by the. Uh, little Ronnie's like standing in the like in the back of the group. Yeah, of, of the swarm rings. Yeah. yeah, I'll grab the back of his arm and be like, "Come on, now's the time." Bill, I'm assuming you go with. That's correct. Oh no! Yeah, I'm gonna keep the. I'm gonna keep everybody here distracted. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've made the ultimate sacrifice. Here. Oh no! <laughs> we're we're dropping like flies. It's like a slash. It's right? great. No, it's perfect. Okay, <laughs> uh, so that. Bill and uh, Bruce sort of slink off with Ronnie as Ronnie's like glancing back at the group, uh, and you guys um, uh, make it make it to the doorway and are able to push through the door and, and make it out. Um, the Ronalds, all the Ronalds, help <laughs> uh, Lana to her feet, and, uh, and the president's men look around the room, look at the doorway that's like flapping closed, and then the, the Mr. Rummer says, "Is everybody here? Roll call." <laughs> 
all the Ronalds say, Reagan, Ronald, Reagan, Ronald, Reagan, Ronald, Reagan, Ronald, Reagan, 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 Ronald, Ronald. Goes down the line. Ronnie. Uh, and then it gets to Lana. <laughs> Celebrity reporter here to interview some actors. And then one of the one of the younger Ronalds is like, actually, I would, I'd love acting. <laughs> and they swarm, begin to swarm you. Sweet. Cut to Bill and Bruce as they're running along with little Ronnie. Uh, you guys make it out of the cafeteria, going down the hallway, like usual, uh, like just the way that Kent went. We open up into the lobby, and little Ronnie waves at you guys. He's like, okay, it's, it's this way. It's this way. Uh, he just takes you uh, towards, the, towards the elevator. You guys enter into the elevator. Ele- the elevator doors close. Uh, you guys notice not the same as Kent, but the elevator has no buttons whatsoever. And then Little Ronnie's just standing there. Nothing's happened. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and then he look, look, like looks up at the sky and like dramatically says, King's Row. And the elevator descends. Diagonale. <laughs> <laughs> and the elevator descends, descends, descends. And it's going fast. <laughs> it's a fast descent. It's a little much for Bruce and Bill, but... Like usual, Ronald Reagan is standing firm. Um, as you guys are descending, he's like, okay, well, I do want that $10, but I also, I don't want any trouble. Can you guys promise that? I'm going to put a fingers behind my, cross my fingers behind my get back, and I go, <laughs> promise. What kind of trouble are you referring to, though? Well, you know, sometimes, I've had other brothers. I've had a lot more, actually. Seems to be fewer of us by the day. Oh, little Ronnie, what happens to the other ones that make trouble? Well, I don't know. That's just it. They make trouble and then they go away. Seems to be a pattern. Why don't we make a deal? We look out for you, you look out for us. I would really like that. You know, I'd like my brothers a lot. And I like the President's men. They're always good to us. And they're always kind. And real American. But I don't think I've ever really had a friend. Then, as the you guys, the elevator settles, and the doors begins to open, and he says, "Oh, and listen, the others—they're a little strange." The door opens, and you open up into very dimly lit hallway, much the same as the other hallways, but this is, seems a little bit more has a little bit of a darker edge to it. It's mostly just like emergency lights. And you see windows along each side, uh, and as you enter into the hallway, you notice that these are, it's sort of like a concentric, like an oval-shaped room, and each of the windows, so you look into the first window, and they're standing in the window, it's a tall, thin, skeletal, thin, gray, your typical depiction of an alien, the, with the oval-shaped head, the big eyes, he's just standing, looking at you. My fucking god. Whoa, why would you... Use the Lord's name in vain like that. It's a goddamn alien in your basement, Ronnie. He, oh, listen, we do not use that word, okay? He, he, Bill over there? No, your name Bill. I'm on name Bill. Fuck. <laughs> 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 Carlos over there? <laughs> he is as much an American as you. Well, he's trying to be. It's, it's a long, it's a long journey. I feel like this is Ken's area of expertise. Really? Well, Kent is up on a golf course. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I thought you were talking yourself. Yeah, yeah. That fucking um, sucks. <laughs> yeah, so I'll walk up to the gray and put a hand out and say, my name's Bruce. Uh, it's, it's through the window. Oh. <laughs> the, the gray will. Then I'll put a hand out and uh, I'll, I'll say what he says in Independence Day. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what does he say? Never mind. Welcome to Earth? <laughs> <laughs> you punch him in the face? <laughs> Take it back to the apartment. No, that's Pacific Rim. <laughs> Never mind. Go out and just. Uh, <laughs> I was just trying to be nice. And then, like, put his hand up to put it to the window as well. And then he puts his hand up, like, like so it's matching yours. And then he gives you the middle finger. <laughs> How many fingers does this motherfucker have? He's got three, but it's the middle one. <laughs> God damn it! This guy's a dick. <laughs> you pass by to the next window, and it's just a black room. And then something falls away. <laughs> And realize that it's not just a black room. It's a room full of actual triples. <laughs> oh, yes. Wait, triples? <laughs> yes. <laughs> just the, the, the thing from Star Trek. The little reproducing yeah. little... Uh, little furries. Oh, furries. okay. Like gremlins. Uh, yeah, they're just little balls of fuzz. We come down here and, and this is a, a lot of our education time. This is uh, We teach them, they teach us. And it's all about fostering a good friendship. 
they only let them out for a certain amount of time, and we're not allowed to touch each other. Uh, not that I, not that I wouldn't touch them without their consent. I'm just saying, not a lot of physical contact. Anything else I can see in this hallway, or is it just all mirror or like glass? It's sort of like an oval shaped hallway. You see the a door on the opposite side, in between. So like, it looks like it might go on, but it is like uh, similar, like a steel door with no handle. As you're looking that way, though, you glance at one of the other. Uh, cages, for lack of a better term, <laughs> and you see yourself on the other side of the, the window. You see Bruce Dormington <laughs> looking back at you. I walk up and put my hand up. And, and Bruce looks at you and he's like, dude, get me out of here. How did you get in there? I, I mean, how would you get in here? <laughs> That's true. That's exactly what I would say. No, it's not. It's, I, was, I was playing a little joke. Okay. Listen, um, this is weird for you, I understand, you know, but I, I'm a, I, I, I'm a shapeshifter, for that lack of a better term. Oh, thank yeah. God. Yeah. So I, I'm I always just, thought I had a twin brother, but he just wandered around. For a second, I, I thought this was going to be like an us, like, men in black mashup. <laughs> uh, Bill, as you're watching Bruce talk to Bruce, you're watching Bruce talk to Bill, because it's you inside the camp. <laughs> <laughs> hey! I didn't know that guy. No, you don't. you don't know me at all. No, right? it's 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 not real. Listen, why are you talking to that thing? And Lorani looks at him. It looks looks around, like double takes. And he's like, "Are you talking about me?" <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about you, you son of a bitch. Lil Ronnie, Lil Ronnie, why don't you uh, go over there see if you can communicate with the the um, Carlos, with Carlos? Oh, Carlos and I aren't on the best of terms. Yeah, see if you could fix that. You go over there for a second, can you? Okay, well, we can't be down here too long. And then I'm going to move up to the glass and be like, look, I know. You don't think I know? All the deforestation, all the instances where President Ronald Reagan had opportunities to, to save the whales, to do something about all of the different species that are dying out in this world. You don't think that I think of that every single day? Yes, I know. But this one's different. Maybe this one can be saved. Oh, what are you talking about, man? That thing is... I, I, I don't know what you're talking about, okay? All I know is that that thing over there, is, I can't I can't shapeshift into it because it's a goddamn clone, and clones are gross, okay? Clones are a scourge on the planet. And also, those things don't even have a very long lifespan. They only live for about a year. Really? Yeah, really. And I, I don't know why you want to talk to him. Either way, he's not going to be able to get you out of here. I'm the only one who knows how to get out of here. Little Roddy, he wants to live here. He wants to teach us the Pledge of Allegiance five times a day. You know how maddening that is. And he like slams his hands against the window. Look, I don't want to, whether I believe you or not, I think we do need to break all, all you guys out. I'm going to turn to Bill and I'm going to be like, look, our best plan at this point is to break them all out and try and create as much chaos as we can. Especially with this guy over here. Listen, you listen to me right now. Okay. You don't know what's happening here, okay? What did they tell you? They told you that you're free to walk around the base, that that they're just doing uh, government experiments. It's all this, you know, uh, American anti-communist and propaganda bullshit. You think that's, that's that's the whole story? It's not at all. Now listen to me, all right? I didn't introduce myself, all right? But I, I, I feel like I can trust you guys. He looks at you guys like, my name's Orifice. I know, <laughs> don't laugh. No, it means something else on my planet. Alright. I wasn't it's, gonna. Learn. It means hope on you my smart. planet. <laughs> Alright. Now listen to Orifice. You see tell me one thing and right now. Did you eat food? Yes, we did. Yeah. I was super hungry. Orifice like looks down to the ground. He like walks away. He circles in the thing, he's like Rule number fucking one <laughs> When you get captured on an enemy planet, you don't eat the food. Wait a second. Oh no. Are we gonna turn into Ronald Reagan? You see Bill yeah. on the yeah. other side of the glass, you see him like do like a like a yeah, you nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> he points at you, he's no. like, Yep. No. I like looked no. out at my hands. <laughs> like, they uh they brought in a few guinea pigs before and uh that's not how it started. Started with just simple gene splicing, you humans, you barbaric, <laughs> barbaric tools. But those only worked so well. But now, it's uh, about gene manipulation. You start with a living body, and then 
manipulate the genes, but they can't last that long because uh, their cells are slowly deteriorating. They're fighting against themselves, so you will eventually be uh, pulled apart by your own organs. Unless you get to my ship. All right, how do I break you out of here? As, so as you say that, we'll cut back to, uh, to Lana. Okay. So Lana, you're, uh, you're being escorted out of the cafeteria by... Mr. Indigo, right? <laughs> that was your guy. <laughs> yep, but I was asking all the Ronald Reagans to tell me all about how they got interested in acting. <laughs> so you're being escorted out by Mr. Indigo and Mr. Alabaster uh, on either side of your arm. As the Reagans follow behind you and say, whoa, 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 what, what do you mean? There's a, 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 what, what, Halloween horror movie? I, I've never heard of such a thing. What is that? <laughs> that came out this year? I don't why They're asking you all these questions. Um, and, but then uh, the other president's better like holding them back. Pushing them back like a riot. Mr. Indigo and Mr. Alabaster managed to push you through the door. So, you're going to tell us where your friends are. Or we're going to expedite what's already happening to you. Well, I, I certainly don't know where either of my friends could have gone. I just wanted to get in some interviews. I mean, I am a professional and I do and I take my job of celebrity news quite, uh, quite seriously. I'm sure you do. I'm sure you think your useless job is something special. Your friends... It doesn't matter where they go or what they do, because they ate the food. They ate the jelly beans. Just like you did. Lana's gonna stay quiet about the fact that she did not eat the jelly beans. <laughs> Alright. If you're not gonna tell us where they are, then why don't we show you something? And they drag you off down the hallway, across the, across the lobby this time. Um, and as uh, you pass by the elevator, Mr. Indigo... Sort of glances at the elevator and he says, Mr. Alabaster, check downstairs. He sends Mr. Alabaster to the, to the elevator. And he goes along with you back down the laboratory hallway. And he t- you enter into the same room where you saw the person investigating the jelly bean. Yep. In the first place, the scientist. Mr. Ingo barges through the door. And he walks up to the scientist uh, at, at the table and says, Show her. The scientist, like, you know, bows her head. She stands up from the table. She goes to the back of the room and opens the door. And as the door opens, you see, uh, bound to a table, so the, a weird half-hybrid of someone who is actively turning into Ronald Reagan. They're oh. shaking on the table. Oh, God. <laughs> and they're holding out to you. They're screaming, Kill me! Kill me! <laughs> the scientist shuts the door. The uh, scientist uh, sort of bows her head and smiles. <laughs> That's what's going to happen to you, all right? Unless, unless you help us out, and maybe we just scramble your brains like we did Gary Busey, <laughs> and we let you go, huh? Well, I really Come on, make a deal. Like a Save yourself. It's a win for you. We, we we don't know the data on the the brain scrambling, but it does. It's not, it's proven not to be fatal. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I don't really get how that sounds like quite a win. You have all those young, promising celebrities out there. The least you could do is some good, proper publicity. Yeah, I mean, the wrong celebrity reporter could tank this entire operation. But, of course, I'm not one of those reporters. Are you threatening me with a bad article in a newspaper? <laughs> or at least, at the very least, I, if my friends got out, one of them might leak what they heard and... Certainly wouldn't want a scandal like that on your hands. President's bed just sort of like sighs. He's like, okay. Uh, and he turns to the scientist. He's like, I guess just give her all of it. Darn it! <laughs> and, she, and she, the scientist bows her head, nods, goes to like a cabinet, opens up the cabinet. And you see like crude, like on like a piece of uh, scotch tape, it's like written Reagan serum and then anti-Reagan serum. <laughs> Like two different cabinets. <laughs> Does Lana still have her scrunchie on her by any chance? Sure. Fuck it. <laughs> um, what are you going to do with that scrunchie? I'm going to take out my scrunchie and I'm going to see if I could like slingshot it to a light switch or like to take out the light so I could try and book it out of here. I love That's it, dude. Funny. Okay. Uh, I guess give me an action roll. <laughs> action. Okay. That is a 
that is a zero to action so we're unless see how this unless goes. unless it's a technical because Lana's whole thing is fashion, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, no, no, technical is my negative stat. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, whatever's more positive for you. <laughs> that would be action. Eight. We'll take eights, baby. Uh, uh, That's an okay. Eight. Um. So as the Mister Indigo sort of gesturing to the cabinet dramatically, he like steps away from you. Giving you just enough time to wrench back, pull it, rip out your scrunchie, ripping out a little bit of your hair as you do so in the process. Yeah, because it's a scrunchie. <laughs> and then, and then uh, you're gonna shoot it on a light switch. Yeah, I'm trying to kill. Okay. I'm trying to use the scrunchie to kill the lights. <laughs> okay, so you shoot the scrunchie at at, uh, at the light just over the, uh, the 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 lab technician's shoulder. Lights go dark. There is a little bit of glow of uh, the different chemical experiments in this very stereotypical 80s lab. <laughs> but, but it's you're in complete darkness. What are you going to do? I am going to book it out of here. You don't want to grab any of that anti-Reagan serum? Oh, yes, yes, I do. I do want to grab that anti-Reagan serum, and then I'm going to book <laughs> it out of here. Anti-Reagan serum. It was clearly labeled. <laughs> they should really get a better labeling system. Anyway. You know, Nick, whenever you like describe things, I always imagine it in like this kind of Acme style, like cartoon like basically animaniac style cartoonish and like i just imagined like a big old fucking bottle of that says anti-reagan serum don't touch <laughs> yeah that i mean yeah that's literally what i'm going for go for some little dash of satire there had <laughs> damn what the heck so yeah you'll, you'll be able to grab some that you see in the darkness that uh, mr indigo has drawn his gun and he fires a few shots just wildly in the darkness um Time as you go. run out uh give me Give me a, give me another action roll to see if you escape the room. Nine. Nice. Okay. Um, you duck underneath the uh, the table as the, the president man, Mr. Indigo, goes firing shots randomly, and you're able to crawl out into back into the hallway. What's your What's your plan here? Where are you going? I'm gonna try and go. Okay. I saw I saw Kent leave with uh old, old man Ronald Reagan, Hitt. right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. I'm gonna go try and fi- I'm gonna try to find Kent. Okay, so you head, so head back towards the lobby, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so as we as we do that, we'll come back to Kent as <laughs> Kent uh, is uh, returning to the lobby in the elevator with the old Gipper after a rousing game of golf. <laughs> wow, negative twelve Gipper! I can't believe it. I think that might be a course record. We don't keep uh, we don't keep score around here though. Uh, only only when we're doing the gambling nights. Those can get spicy. Oh, I bet. Hey, is there anything like a, a kind of a dolly or a lift for repairs of the dome, you know? I just I thought I saw a faulty artificial light in there. Oh, that's a that's a quite a technical question. Um, I don't think they repair that roof. Um I have seen uh I I had the golf course has been closed from time to time. Uh they said that they were doing tests, but I'm not sure what they could be testing inside of a golf course. I mean, why would they need all that room? Uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, I don't think that there's a, there's a dolly or anything. You might want to check underground. Oh, uh, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, no, it's fine. We're buddies here. You're right. We are buddies. Uh, one of these days, maybe they'll let you go down to the underground. All right. Yeah, I'll think about going to the underground. Well, you have to get permission first. But I believe in you, Kent. You seem like you got gumption. Oh, that's all I got, honestly. As uh, the elevator dings and you step out, you immediately see Lana running through the lobby from the opposite side of the room, carrying what looks like a very large syringe. (laughs) uh, Hello? Kent, we gotta go! (laughs) (laughs) All right, I was trying to figure out a way out, and I thought I had it. Apparently I'm wrong. What's that big bottle that says anti-Reagan serum they're carrying? (laughs) Oh, let's play it all the way. We gotta go get the others. Okay, as I start running off with Lana. The old Gipper's like, wait, wait a minute, where, where are you going? You, I'm sorry, we gotta go, Gipper. There's no running in the hall unless you have a pass. I remember that thing I said about the autoimmune disease. <laughs> okay, where are you guys headed, I guess? I guess we should probably try and go downstairs to grab everybody else. True, true, true. They heard you know what? Conversation with, so they know we're below them. Okay, okay. Yeah. We'll get back to you guys. Uh, back to we'll Bruce, and, Bruce and Bill. You guys are down there. And you, as in the same breath of you're saying, 
uh, well, how do we, how do we get out of here? How do we break yeah. it up? The elevator door dings, and out walks Mr. Alabaster. <laughs> Mr. Alabaster's got a steely gaze as he walks forward towards you. He glances at little Ronnie. Little Ronnie's like, oh, dear. We caused some trouble, didn't we? Mr. Alabaster looks at Mr. Little Ronnie. He's like, wait, is there any way we can save him? I don't want little Ronnie. I'm going to yell, little Ronnie, grab him. And then we're going to both literally grab the guy, hold him in the air, and then throw him at the glass to try and break it. You're going to grab Alabaster? Yes. Because I have nothing to break the glass, so I'm going to try and throw him at the glass and break it. That seems like an insane plan. I'm sure you don't want to wait for him to do his villainous monologue. <laughs> oh, I didn't know he was talking. I thought he was going to shoot me. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Hold on. <laughs> I, got a, I got a much easier plan. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm trying to help you. <laughs> okay. He says, uh, so he reaches, Mr. Alabaster reaches into his back and produces a second revolver. And he puts it down on the ground and slides it across to Bruce, I guess. All right. We're going to do this the old-fashioned way. Like men, I count to three. We draw. All right. This isn't my first rodeo. <laughs> All right. So I give you an action roll. <laughs> Damn it. All right. I'll prove to you who the better American is. One, two, you fire. <laughs> I got an 11. You both fire a shot. It's quiet. It's like anime. A breeze rolls by in the underground. It's impossible for a wind to go down there, but it breezes, it breezes anyway. Bill, you look over your shoulder and see that the glass holding orifice is beginning to crack and shatter and grow and Bruce you're standing there wondering oh my god am I dead did I die and you look across Mr. Alabaster suddenly blood trickles down between his eyes and lands onto his white scarf or white 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 bandana says ah shit that wasn't a good plan after all (laughs) he falls and and he's dead he's dying he died glass shatters open and orifice hops out who uh, looks like Bill and looks like uh, looks like Bruce. Uh, but then, as you guys watch slowly, the features of yourselves begin to d- d- dissolve until you see standing before you what just looks sort of like a shadow person, <laughs> like it's something devoid of any shape. Why are you guys looking at me like that? I want to take my gun and shoot it at the glass where all the trebles are. You're going to release the dribbles? Yes. <laughs> the black mass of tribbles. Bullet ripples rip, rip, rip through. Uh, the bullet explodes one of the tribbles that's closest to the glass. No. But it starts, starts to shatter and all the tribbles come pouring out. Some of them are landing on the shards of glass. Uh, and they all scuttle away and start to fill the room and climb out of the walls. And some of them climb into the elevator. I don't know what these are, but they're furry and beautiful. I had to let them free. That is a terrible idea, because those things, all they do is fuck. <laughs> but seriously, I, wait. It's true for a lot of species. You guys didn't answer my question. <laughs> You're looking at me like that. Can you see me? Who do you see right now? I don't know. You're like some kind of dark silhouette. Oh, God. Oh, no. It's starting to take effect. You guys look down at your hands and see your hands start to become... Withered. Ronald Reagan <laughs> they, they look exactly like the hands of Ronald Reagan. No. Whatever that means. They had jelly beans. Someone didn't fucking tell us about the jelly beans, Sarah. True. You didn't say shit. Blind You didn't say shit. And you killed that New York Times reporter. I killed Alabaster. Okay, we, 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 we don't have time to fuck around. Okay, uh, little Ronnie is across the room, and he's, he's like got tribbles all over his arms. And he's like, oh my goodness, this is, this is terrible. I didn't even get my $10 yet. <laughs> little Ronnie, come with us. Uh, Orphis grabs you by the shoulder and says, absolutely not. It's either me or him. You decide. He has to come with us. We can train him to be better. That thing comes with that. I'm going to choke him to death with my bare fucking hands. All right, I'm my gonna go, voidless hands. I'm going to go up to him, and I'll put a hand on Lil Ronnie's shoulder. I'm going to tell him, I'm going to get in his face, and I'm going to tell him, Lil Ronnie, you are not your nature. That terrible evil inside of you isn't who you have to be. Now be free, and I'll push him away. <laughs> you push him away. Ronnie's like, 
I don't know what all that that meant, but uh, I, I, I consider you my friend. I really would like to go with you if I could. Orphis uh, walks by uh, Ronnie and says, he looks at him and he's like, I'd spit on you if I had lips. <laughs> uh, and he looks down at the uh, the dead body of Mr. Alabaster and morphs into Mr. Alabaster. Takes his takes his form. Okay. Um, then suddenly, an alarm begins to ring. And the elevator doors close as the pack of triples inside <laughs> shoots up. <laughs> Orifus now looking like Mr. Alabaster. It's like, Alright, all we gotta do is get through that door. But it's lo- it locks from the other side. So the only way to do it is to, is to break it down. And to do that, we're probably going to have to let go of some of these other guys in here. And he like points to the other uh, side of the, the, ca- the uh, other other cages you see. Uh, in one in the one cell, you like it looks <laughs> a non trademarked version of the Predator, <laughs> <laughs> but the same thing. It's like, and that guy, he's not as eloquent as I am. Okay, so uh, it might be a little tricky. Uh, then we'll cut back to uh, well, Kent and Lana. Kent and Lana, where are you guys? Trying to go downstairs. You guys are, you guys are lo- running through the hallways. Wait, is, is Kent sound. showing signs of recognition? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, as uh, as you guys are walking, Kent, uh, you start to uh, you you start feel your back start to like arch a little bit. <laughs> yeah, and then you like you feel your hair, and, and there's a part. <laughs> there's a part. A new cowlick in your hair. Oh god, what the fuck's happening to me? Ken, I'm gonna need you to hold still, and I'm gonna stab him with the syringe of the anti-Reagan <laughs> serum. As you guys are running down the hallway, the alarm's blaring, and there's all these scientists running out, rushing out of the rooms uh, to, to different different doors, uh, and then you just wildly stab <laughs> Ken with a needle <laughs> and inject just a little bit of the serum into him. Ken, you immediately feel your entire body, like, tighten, and he falls to the ground. <laughs> Uh, but then you feel you're, you're able to reach up with your hair, and you feel like the part begin to revert back to what it was. You feel your your your, your geriatric back <laughs> begin to become youthful again. <laughs> geriatric. All right, we don't have time to go over that. Let's fucking keep going. Let's find them. <laughs> um, as you're passing by uh, one of the laboratories, can you see you see like a whole line of like really advanced monitors for the '80s, computer monitors for the '80s. Do you want to investigate that? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you want me to roll technical? I I understand their monitors. I will. I will keep watch because yeah. our, our colleagues are in danger. You can get a sense for the room. I, I was gonna have an analysis roll, but you know, you look through the room. Okay. It's like a, it's a computer monitor room. You can get a sense that it's like a security room. You know, um, where the monitors are an- analyzing different rooms. Yeah, I got an uh, eleven. Oh, sweet! So you look at where well, you like swivel into one of the chairs like a hacker. Yeah. You're click clacking away at the board, and uh, you latch on to uh, one of the restricted security cameras, and you type in a password real quick, uh, whatever that password is, Philip Seymour Hoffman, uh, whatever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and you look, log on, and you can see, you see, look down, and you see the, the underground with uh, Bill and Bruce and the uh, Mr. Alabaster, but also the dead body of Mr. Alabaster. It's a confusing image. Then as you look through, flip through the other restricted cameras, you see, uh, you see like a... a, a the door, a doorway close by down the hall. Uh, you're able to piece together. That there's like another entrance to the underground, like a stairwell. All right, I see. If I piece it together, it looks like we can go this way. Come on, man. And just as you're about to leave, you see in the bottom right of the desktop as you close out of your screen because you're 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 a good computer user. Bottom right hand yep. of the corner of the screen, you see a file that says Tron. <laughs> <laughs> And he like he he like Lana runs off to the exit and he's like looking back and forth whether to run off or to like somehow save the file and he goes, Oh god, and he runs towards where Lana went. As as you race through the door, the file opens by itself. (laughs) (laughs) And then you see like (laughs) the character of the main character of the movie. What's the character's name? I forgot. (laughs) Oh shit, yeah. I think that's right. Oh Kevin Flynn. Yeah. So Kevin yeah, Flynn. You see Flynn and he's He's like pressed against the computer monitor. He's like, is anybody there? <laughs> Jeff Bridges. You can, you can help me. You gotta stop the the MC. What is it? MCP. MCP. Yeah. <laughs> the MCP. <laughs> it's taking control. Please, you're my only hope. 
guys race off down to the stairwell. Oh, no. <laughs> it's gone. We're done. Actually, earlier, Dennis, when you guys were in the warehouse, I was going to review- yeah. do that whole reveal, but you rolled bad uh, on the computer roll. Yeah. So I was That's like, oh, okay, well, I guess we can't do that. No, this is worth it. This is a good All place right, to cool, put cool, it. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. then you get to the stairwell, and as you open the door, Lana, you're the first to open the door. They're standing by the door. It's Mr. Indigo. And he has brandished his his uh, his uh, his rope, and he wraps it around your he wraps it around your head. You stab him with the syringe? Yeah, let's do it. Give me an extra roll. Let's stab him with the syringe. I thought that's what you said. (laughs) I was I was just gonna point it menacingly, but sure, I'll 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 stab him with the syringe. He's like mid like wrapping his rope around your neck. That's a four. (laughs) I'll do it myself. Add a five to that. Now it's a nine. Nine. Nice. So you so you you pull the the syringe. You stab out at at him, and he wraps his cinches his rope around your arm, and it's about to like pull it back (laughs) to stab your stab stab yourself in the chest. In like the same motion though, Kent inadvertently runs into your back (laughs) and spins you around, and in the same motion you twirl in like a ballerina twirl. Sending the, your arm into Mitzer Indigo's neck. Ooh. It stabs in the neck and he looks at you confused. You pull it out and he tumbles over the side. But the rope is still attached to your arm. <laughs> I'm just going to run and take the rest of the rope with me. I have to oh, now. <laughs> so you're just holding on to Mr. <laughs> Indigo's bleeding corpse as you run down the stairwell. <laughs> Yeah, sure, why not? And Kent is, Kent is just watching you like, what the fuck, just let go. Sure, I'll drag him. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys run down the rest of the stairwell. Back to Bruce and Bill. Uh, you guys are aiming. Uh, I guess both of you have the guns at this point. Is yeah, I guess we have multiple guns, so. Uh, or at least the predator. I mean, the, uh, the, non-trade the, the apex hunter. The hunter, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. You guys level your guns. Just then, the elevator door sounds, and out walks Mr. Crimson, and also several Ronald Reagans behind him, all cowering behind him, and some triples <laughs> that multiplied. They're like, ah, I wouldn't let him out if I was you. That's not going to get you anywhere. <laughs> and I don't know why you're trusting this alien over here. He, you don't know if he's telling you the truth. I may not know that, Mr. Crimson. But one thing I know for sure is... You are also probably not telling me the truth. I'm going to fire. <laughs> Smooth. <laughs> you fire. And then a bullet a bullet strikes Mr. Crimson. No, no. Looks, and, oh, oh you fired release the predator, yeah. Okay, clarify. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you fire, the glass begins to shatter. Inside. Predator, like, hops out. Dramatic, like, superhero landing. You know, on his knees. He slowly rises. And Mr. Crimson... He like looks back at the at the at the Reagans and he's like, <laughs> he's like, get him, boys! <laughs> and the Reagans look at him and look at the predator, the hunter. Look back at Mr. Crimson and then attack Mr. Crimson, beat the shit out of him, kick him to the ground, just pummeling and pummeling him, and it's getting vicious. You guys, are, as you watch, the, even the hunter's like, oh my god! Uh, and then they rip off his limbs. <laughs> see, I'm gonna turn to Orifice and I'll be like, you see. They could be better. I knew it. I think it's just a pack mentality thing. But you know what? Fuck it. Let's bring them along. <laughs> come on, boys. <laughs> uh, they can help us. They can help us come back and kill humanity when, t- when the time comes. No, we'll talk about that later. Let's just get out of here. What the? Heck? Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> and the, the, the hunter walks over to the door. He can sense that like this is what he's needed for, and he takes the door and just rips it off its hinges. <laughs> And he, like, that lets you guys go through. <laughs> great. He's very honorable. That's great. He's intelligent. <laughs> uh, and as you guys are running through, he takes one of the Reagans and he, <laughs> he bites their head off with one of the Reagans for food. <laughs> with, the mand- with the mandibles and the... Yeah. And it's like the last one in line. You guys don't see it. <laughs> oh, no. So you guys are running down the hallway. Uh, and as you run down the hallway, a uh, door suddenly flies open. And there... Standing in the hallway is Lana and Ken. Oh, thank God. 
All right, which of you ate the jelly beans? I ate it. They were good. <laughs> I did too. You're going to say that you, you guys, you guys listen to us. There's something happening to us. <laughs> look at my skin. Stop. You look at I need to see the, the albino white head skin of Alt Ray. <laughs> Syringe. Liver spots. So you you inject Bill and Bruce and they, yep. they feel themselves start to revert back into their normal cells. Oh my god. You also notice that there's another you standing there, Lana, but you think not to question. <laughs> nope. I just I just poked a syringe of anti-Reagan syrup into all of my coworkers. <laughs> That's how it goes. Nothing okay, faces you guys, me anymore. Oh, or if it's like waves his hands, he's like, okay, are, are these guys are with you? Is this, uh, who are the, the, this is cool? Yes, this is the rest of the New, New York Minute, the greatest newspaper in all of New York City. I'll have to remember the name. <laughs> he runs down the hallway. You guys follow him down the hallway. The hallway branches out and opens, and it opens up into a missile bay, and you see in front of you a very alien-looking uh, rocket extending up into the sky. And you see uh, at the top of the screen there, uh, there's like a glass uh, window bay, and you see like sand on the out- on the on the outside of it. And Orvis is like, "All right, all right, everybody, get inside, get inside the ship. We gotta get the hell out of here." And I guess the Reagans can come too. Uh, so you guys run over to the ship, and he opens, he clicks in. Uh, some weird, strange-looking buttons. The doors of the ship open. You guys run inside. As you like walk into the spaceship, um, it's not like a traditional thing. It's 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 like you walk in. There's like a big open room. It's sort of like the like the alien Prometheus ship, um, like a big sort of circular thing. You open it, and Orifice grabs the controls. He's and he points to each member of the New York man. He's like, "All right, I need you guys. I need you over there. I need you over there. I need you over there. You you're on weapons." Oh, <laughs> uh, you guys all man the, the cockpit Gundam style or a Zordon style. Uh, a Zord style. Oh, fuck yeah. Um, and the top of the, the hatch opens and the missile uh, rattles for a second, the rocket rattles for a second, and you see the golf course above and it opens and shoots up into the sky. Um, and just as you're, uh, you see through the, the viewfinder of the window, when the, as the rocket ascends, you see uh, two of the president's men hop onto the nose of the rocket. <laughs> <laughs> and it shoots up into the uh, in, into the sky, and they're like screaming on the on, on the on the windowsill, and then they start they take off their cowboy hats and wail them in the air just like Doctor Strange love uh, <laughs> as the rocket sails into the sky. And then uh, over the radio, you hear uh, you hear unidentified aircraft, unidentified aircraft. Please, uh, you, we, uh, please uh, identify yourself, or we will take we will fire. Or if it's like hot oh, guy. I don't know how to attack these people. They're just gonna shoot us anyway. <laughs> Little Ronnie. No, don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. I've got this. Okay, can't, can't go cross the mic. <laughs> All right, Nina, Nina. <laughs> We're the fucking New York Minute. <laughs> I don't know who that is. <laughs> it goes back <laughs> to the comms. God damn it! And then Little Ronnie pushes you aside and he says, "Listen, this is Ronald Reagan. Please don't shoot us." <laughs> They're like, oh my god, they have the president. They have the president. <laughs> the president is on board. Cease fire, cease fire. And the rocket ascends up into the up into the sky. Orvis is like, where did you guys want to go anyway? <laughs> Anywhere but this shithole. <laughs> well, I think I'm gonna have to make a make a pit stop real quick. Because even if the president is on board, I still think they'll be able to find us. Just trust me, okay? Oh, it's a long way around, but I think you guys will get home in order to print your newspaper or whatever. The rocket keeps ascending into the sky, into the sky, and it's ascending into the upper atmosphere until it's all the way out into space. You guys have a nice minute of looking down on the Earth, <laughs> thinking back on your long, fucking, weird journey. That's <laughs> <laughs> New York minute. <laughs> it's canonically been like two straight days, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> It's been like 48 straight hours of bullshit. <laughs> Wait a minute. And Leslie's Wait dead. Wait a minute. Is Lana still carrying around the corpse of Mr. Indigo? The what? The corpse oh, of... No, no, no. You, you, I, I, I guess like, the rope. You unhooked it at the bottom of the stairs. Okay. <laughs> you just floated to space. The, the last body of, the, of, of Mr. Umber <laughs> slides off the window and flo- floats into space. And then ding, 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 ding. Oh my God. We got a lock on. I don't know who it is. I don't know who it is. Somebody, who's on weapons? Somebody be on weapons. Uh, <laughs> Bill Jenkins is going to get on weapons. 
So he gets hops on. It's like straight up not plagiarized the the, the, the turret from the Millennium Falcon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you you swivel swivel the turret around and you lock onto uh, what's what what's aiming at you, and you see that it's a giant space station <laughs> floating in space. <laughs> that's that's no moon. And then on the side of it, you could just make out the words uh, "Star Wars Project," <laughs> <laughs> and you see a, a, a missile coming towards you through the air. And you uh, give me some action rolls as you take sh- to take a shot at it. Okay, here we go. I'm gonna turn to Orifice and be like, "Where was it that we were going?" <laughs> we're gonna stop by my planet real quick. Oh, oh shit! <laughs> Are we? <laughs> he fires the missile. He fires the turret. Shooting all around. He's not equipped to man a space cannon, though. So <laughs> it's, it's fair that he misses. Um, the missile continues to approach. And then on the on, on the, the viewfinder, monitor, window, whatever, of the ship, uh, you see a familiar face. You see Ronald Reagan. <laughs> what? <laughs> and he's sitting in an office, much like the Oval Office, except this one is definitely plagiarized from the Death Star. <laughs> And he's sitting behind it, much the same way he was when you guys woke up this morning. My fellow Americans, cease running away, or you will be destroyed. Please, bring back my brothers. (laughs) I can deactivate the missile. If you agree, come on board. What do you say? I'm going to look at Ronnie, little Ronnie, the one Ronald Reagan that we actually like. (laughs) Is that, did he come with us, by the way? He did. I mean, there's a bunch of other like okay, Ronald yeah. Reagan's. Not yeah. all of them, but like a good number. They're all looking at the screen. And they're like, brother, Ronnie. <laughs> what do you say, Kevin? Uh, I don't want to speak for everybody here, but I think we should just say fuck it. I'm good with the fuck it. <laughs> fuck you, Ronald Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good note. Uh, Ronald Reagan shakes his head. He's like, such a shame. <laughs> Waste another good batch. <laughs> uh, and as the missile slowly approaches, it's like cu- cutting back and forth between Ronald Reagan, Orifice, uh, all the members of the Euro Minute, the missile slowly approaching, and then suddenly another blast from a different direction. The missile explodes in space. You guys watch as if you're like, oh, oh my god, that almost killed us. And then you look at the other, through the rear front of the window on the other side, and you see approaching you another rocket. This one emblazoned. With the flag of the Soviet Union. (laughs) 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 They continue firing at the other missiles coming from the Star Wars department. You hear another voice come in and say, You've got to get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) They all keep firing. (laughs) The the cosmonauts have saved us. We gotta get out of here. Fuck up, (laughs) Hadley. Orvis is, like, is like, Orvis is like, all right, thank you guys. <laughs> kicks it into hyperdrive and the stars warp around you and fly into space and cut to black. That's what we'll end our session today. <laughs> oh, oh my, my god. I think while we're in hyperdrive, I want to go up to little Ronnie and put another hand on his shoulder and say, when we get back to Earth, would you be my new assistant at the... New York Minute, and I think back, and I think about every morning I've spent sitting on a park bench, looking across the street at all the animals, and drinking coffee, and never actually made friends with any of them. And now, I just want one friend. Lorani's <laughs> <laughs> like, of course, yeah, we're all we're all best buds now. Isn't that right, guys? And the Ronalds come over, they're like, hey! <laughs> we'll see a cutscene real quick. We'll see the, the, the spaceship finally come out of hyperdrive. As you guys are, you know, lounging around, you guys are some of. I'm assuming that Lana is the only dedicated reporter amongst you, so she's writing up uh, yes, on a, a, a notepad. Everything I'm interviewing, every Reagan. Yeah. <laughs> Kent is uh, fiddling with the ship's computers. <laughs> yeah. Bill is grilling Orifice on uh, if there's any kind of sports on his planet, and if so, what are the rules and regulations? Uh, Kent, uh, Bruce is hanging out with the Reagans. They're playing cards. <laughs> There's cars in the ship for some reason. Uh, he's like, he's like, okay, okay, Bill, Bill, I've told you a thousand times. Okay, it's just like soccer, okay, except people can die. <laughs> that sounds uh, interesting. Yeah, I never get your accent, man. Uh, <laughs> <he> <laughs> looks back to the controls. He's like, oh, hey, guys, we're here, we're here, we're here. Finally, we're here. you guys are going to love my planet, okay? It's a little small, 
but uh, and it's a little, you know, it's, it's got a couple more moons than you guys do. Two, th two or three suns. You guys are gonna love it. And the ship warps out of hyperdrive, and like you guys see the rubble of a destroyed planet floating in space, and around this, around the planet, you see an, a similar space stations, but there are dozens of them, all emblazoned with the flag of the Soviet Union. <laughs> As the ship slowly approaches, Orifice is like, oh my god, what? I I didn't know you, that you guys were out of here this far. Oh my god, it's been, it's been years. No, my whole family. And then slowly, and you see a shadow cross over your ship. <laughs> As a giant mothership of the Soviet Union passes above you, and a tractor beam latches onto the ship. And you guys slowly float up inside. <laughs> to be concluded. Yeah, to be concluded. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. Wow. Be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network.